Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But yeah, Rob, like, like we've talked about, I mean, I think you had a, a lot more team Rob supporters here in Western New York than, than, than maybe anybody realized. And we're, we're just trying to convert them, you know, one at a time, slowly, but surely <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> a couple, that. a couple decades later, but uh, yeah, I'll man, be able to come a, back. Yeah, are you, are you planning on coming back anytime soon? I mean, I'd love to take my sons to a game, of course. Uh, like, I have four kids that are just there. I mean, we're so busy all the time, especially during football season. But I would love to, of course. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, hey, we got uh, uh, – Oh, Joe's with us now. Joe, what's up? Oh, happening? my God. Nothing. I just – I was day drinking. I just woke up, like, from a two-hour nap. So, hello. <laughs> How you doing? Well, I, I – Talked Rob's ear off, I think, for about an hour and a half uh, this summer. So I don't want to monopolize this oh, conversation. Nice. I mean, he's probably the best dude you'll meet who played the game. But I, you uh, guys are going to see it here now. So, I mean, that, he we'll, we'll take him as long as we'll take him here and just fire away with anything you want to ask him. Oh, wow. All right, cool. How's it going? <laughs> um, good, how are you? I'm good, over. sir. How you doing? Sorry, I just woke up from like I was literally my my fiance went to go cat cat Yeah, so I just Yeah. Uh oh, what do I ask? Gosh. Uh you know, it's funny we're playing the Chiefs tonight and I remember I feel like your best game maybe as a pro was against the Chiefs like when you like I remember you had like a three touchdowns, get an awesome like run for the end zone. I kind of remember that. Did you do you feel like that was maybe your best game? It was 2000. Do you feel that could have been your best your best game as a pro maybe? Um, it was probably the best play, but uh, no, I played other games. Like I was NFL Player of the Week 
a few times, and that wasn't one of them. So, no, as far as best game, no, but, like, you know, the moment, all that stuff, yeah, it was a great play. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, Rob, as Tyler knows, I am pro pro Johnson all the way. I hated futile magic like there was no tomorrow. It's like the guy played like shit the whole game and then had one drive. And But what I hated most about him was that he undermined you every step of the way. That's unforgivable as a teammate, as a human being, or anything else in life. But I, I've told this story before on some of these calls. I was living in Florida when you were on Jacksonville. You came up to Buffalo to play the Bills, and I was right behind the Jacksonville bench. And I was like, hey, Rob, get away from that heater. You're going to be in Buffalo next year. And you kept looking at me like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Shaking your head. And lo and behold, you're in Buffalo the next year. And uh, I, re- I, was so, I was so happy. I remember that, believe it or not. <laughs> I totally remember that. I was like, how's this guy know? Like, I, the way you were saying it was like you knew. And then, it, then when it happened, I was like, holy crap. I don't know. But I appreciate your support. I, how do you know that he undermined me? <laughs> That's all. Well, I, Ty, I Tyler had it. It was obvious just from like a guy like me watching the games, but then when Tyler wrote the article on Go Long, and uh, that's pretty much what I took away from it. Uh, okay, smart. <laughs> well, there was, uh, I'm sure, I think Joe, you probably alerted me to it, but um, was it Bucky Gleason wrote that column like when you guys played San Diego? And I, I think that opened up a lot of people's eyes like, holy crap, like Doug isn't exactly what he is perceived to be you know in that locker room you know Bucky talking to a lot of the teammates then on how he was trying to connive things behind the scenes I mean do you do you remember that Rob oh yeah like the anonymous quotes to you know people like I knew who it was because the stuff you'd say no one else would care about besides quarterbacks and uh, my the guys on the team would tell me like you know the stuff he'd say and and uh, even like even with the fans, like autograph wise, I, I think I told you this, but like we'd agree not to sign one day at camp. And then he would sneak out back the back of the locker room and go out and sign for like 30 minutes. And it made us look like, like, <laughs> like jerks. And uh, it worked, I guess, but yeah, not my, not my bad. I don't like that stuff. It's gotta be so stressful in the moment too, when there's so much at stake, like, I know it's been two decades, but God, I mean, men- mentally, game to game, when the emotions were what they were. I mean, I was just a, just a kid, you know, living in Ellicottville then, but I, I can remember how emotional it was for fans. I can't imagine being Rob Johnson those couple years. It was, the, when I look back at it now, I was such a kid, and I uh, just – it was my first chance to start, and I, I wish I had, like, a free run at it, but it wasn't the case, uh, like, just to have your own team. And it was so divisive. And when we were good, it was fine um, as long as we were winning. But, you know, those last couple of years, even our third year together, we were eight and eight, but we had a ton of injuries. We had a good team. But after the playoff game, they, they kind of blew up a lot of it. And then after that, they just I mean, we we're worse than what, what Jacksonville is now. Like people don't realize it. But that my last year in Buffalo, we were not a good football team like we <laughs> Not. Yeah. I, I mean, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, everything ends bad. It, it ended up sucking at the end, but like for three years, um, of course I wish it was all mine, but you know, the back and forth, uh, 
you know, wore on you a lot. You're right. It, it, you don't realize it now until you look back at it, but I don't know. Can I, can I ask Rob, have you, I feel like, have you talked to, to Flutie at all? Like since you're like, since you guys, like he left and like, have you guys ever had a conversation? If not, if you could no. talk to him. If, okay. So you haven't, if you could say <laughs> one thing to him, is there, what would you say to him? If you saw him right now and he was like, Hey Rob, like, what would you say to him? I would be cordial. Like, I don't, I knew who he was. So like, it wasn't a shock to me. I had been warned by other people, believe it or not, the, uh, Tony Eason reached out to me cause he was in new England with him. He said, Hey, I know it hasn't had, he goes, just be careful. <laughs> like people were already warning me about it. Um, but we didn't, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I didn't know, you know, being from California, I knew Doug Flutie, but he had been gone for so long. I didn't think it was that big of a deal that they signed him. I didn't realize what a cult icon he was up in the, you know, Northeast. And um, so it wasn't that big of a deal until, you know, the whole thing took off. I, so we were roommates uh, on the road the first two years. And, it, you know, so I, we, we, it wasn't like any ill feelings until I started playing well and he got, he was backing up. I don't, it was just, I don't know. I, no ill feelings. I mean, I, I hope he's doing great and I don't know. I've moved on. Yeah, fill us in a little bit. Rob, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Don. I was just gonna say, I can't, can't believe I'm being roommates with somebody that you had like, I wouldn't say animosity, but obviously a conflict. And like in college, when you live with somebody, it's awful. Here, you had to yeah. just do it for like one night. I couldn't take it. <laughs> See, the thing is, it didn't get bad till. Uh, so, we started off the year tough. Um, we lost like two close road games and we had a big win against the 49ers who was undefeated and we played Indy the next week and I got hurt like in the second quarter, but it was, Indy was like two and 14. It was Peyton's rookie year. And then we, we got on a roll and, uh, it all took off and I, uh, separated rib cartilage. I think kind of, uh, I think, uh, Breeze had it this last year. Um, so I missed like four weeks. And we were winning and I'm a coach's son and I understood not going back at that point. So it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I'm getting screwed. And, and I, I didn't feel sorry for myself. I, I kind of understood we got on a roll and we were hot and, you know, we just want to keep it that way. Um, it got bad. Um, at, like the next year was really like Doug didn't play as well. We had a great defense and that's when I started getting a little upset that I wasn't getting put in. Um, we were winning. But it was, we were winning because we had a great run game and we had a great defense. And I, I just thought I deserved a chance to get back in then. And then um, – so that's when it started getting a little bit annoying. So, you know, just – as long as he was playing and everything was fine, then it was all good. <laughs> Man. And I definitely want to, you know, see I – mean, we talked about it a little bit in that Q&A, but, like, let the folks know here, like, what you're up to today – but real quick before I forget, Rob, because if we kind of I think we just skimmed right past it when we were talking about the Music City Miracle. But you said you said at halftime, like there was almost a fight, right? Like Paul oh, Jack yeah. and the guys on deep. What what happened then? Uh John and Bruce, I, I don't know why they were fighting because they were actually the only ones playing. We we absolutely sucked on offense in the first half. We should have been fighting on offense. Um <laughs> we should have been fighting each other. Uh I don't know what it was about. I think if I was to guess, and I don't know this, but like I would say that John probably thought Bruce was pass rushing and not helping out with the run. Maybe that's the only thing I could 
would think of because I know Bruce played really well. He had three sacks in the game. Um, but that's the only thing I could think of. I don't know, uh, to be honest. I don't know what the fight was about. I it was. I, I guess it woke us up though. Ty, you, you didn't say that right. It's the Music City forward lateral. It's oh. not the music right here. <laughs> I don't know. Rob, Rob, I have a question for you. You were mentioning how at times, you know, you, you enjoyed uh, it dealing with Buffalonians when times were good on the field, but, you know, it was a little, it got sour quick. I, you know, I'm curious for your perspective. You know, you come in, we're just coming off of Marv. You know, we're removed from the Super Bowl era, but I, we had not settled into our fate of the drought yet, obviously, you know, you being in that, that infamous playoff game. What, how different do you think it would have been for you to come in mid-drought or end-drought the way that Josh has? Like, how different would the expectations and the pressure be and what, what oh, would your yeah, relationship yeah. with the fans be like if you were looked at for hope rather than continuation. Yeah. Uh, the, um, yeah. Cause Buffalo, I think in the nineties was the most winning, winning winningest organization in, in sports. I think in the nineties, I'm not, I, we were up there. And so there were those, you know, Super Bowl or bus expectations. I didn't care. I lo- I mean, that's why you play. Um, and yeah, I didn't realize what a veteran team it was, to be honest. I didn't like they're on the tail end of all the, you know, the Super Bowl run. So a lot of those contracts were about to hit. I didn't realize that it was about to be a total reset. Um, you know, like I said, I was like 24. I, w- I didn't think about that stuff. I was just excited. Um, everyone had talked about what a great organization Buffalo was. No one wanted to actually go there, right, free agent-wise, just because of they hear about how bad the weather is and stuff. But everyone knew with Butler and Marv for all those years and then Wade, it was just such a – and, and uh, Mr. Wilson, just what a family organization it was. And, uh, you know, it, it had just five-star reputation around the league. So I was, you know, I was just excited. Um, Josh, you know, uh, came in probably at a perfect time and he is taking advantage of it. And it's awesome. I love, uh, you guys deserve a few Super Bowls and hopefully he can bring them to you guys. I just think about, you know, I got my EJ jersey. I have my tie rod all over print t-shirt. You know, I got all my old Trent Edwards stuff in the closet. And like, you know, because we were just desperate. Yeah, you know, we were clinging on to anything, right. anyone, you know, put up 21 points in a game. And you just came in at such a different juncture. You know, the the, the vibe was just so much different. Um, I, I think you probably could have gotten a fairer shake if you were six years yeah, later. Or you so. know what? That's I, a good point. You know, like looking back, I mean, I got hurt too much. And, you know, I – wasn't smart uh, always when I played uh, as far as taking hits and sacks and that stuff. I, I mean, now that I've coached for so long, I wish I actually coached before I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, just understanding, you know, what the coaches want and uh, just understanding the game that much better. And I and I came from a coach's son. My dad was a quarterback guru, you know, quotation marks. You know, uh, he's one of the best quarterback coaches. So I, I was around it a lot, but I don't think you fully understand it until you start uh, coaching it and teaching it to younger, younger people. And um, I gave you everything I had on it. Like when I went out there and uh, you know, I w- I wanted to win a Super Bowl for the area and for, uh, for Mr. Wilson so bad and Butler and all those guys. I mean, uh, it just, yeah, I got, like you said, it, it started off really good the first couple of years and then it soured really fast. Yeah. Hey Rob, um, you know, we always heard like from like the, like your days, there was like the Flutie camp and like the Rob camp in the locker room. 
do you at all know like who like who was on your side player wise? I don't know if you name names, but like was it like really 50-50? You felt like we're like, I don't know, like Eric Moles went up to you and was like, dude, I got your back. You're the man. You should be you. Or was there was it like you heard shatter? Like the, could you put together like the rot like the Johnson team versus the Flutie team of guys like who had your back basically versus had Flutie's back? Like, do you remember like at that point? I it wasn't like, you know, the like the bloods and the crips or you know like it wasn't like that i don't think uh i would say um the players would i i they didn't even care as long as we were winning and most of the time at that point we were doing well and winning um it, you know i i don't know i probably the older guys were more with doug and the young guys were more with me i'd say i don't even know though yeah. to tell you the truth um you know uh, it wasn't divided like that. I don't think, I think they all laughed at it and just they, our defense was so good at that point, as long as we didn't screw it up too much on offense, we'd be all right. So I don't know. To that point, like I remember doing, when, when we first talked, I think Rob, I was at the Buffalo news in 2015 and I did like an oral history on that all. And I tried to figure that out. Like just the tone of guys voices when they, when they thought back yeah, to yeah. it. And man, it was, it was still hard. Like I feel, <laughs> man, I think John, it might've been John Holacek and God, I wish I knew about that fight then. But when we talked, I thought he put it perfectly. He's like, you know, the thinking was we've got this defense. We've got this rocket armed Rob Johnson that you saw in that Colts game. You pair it together, Super Bowl runs. I'm like, ah, maybe, okay, maybe he's on that. And mold, mold, I couldn't figure out molds. No, I mold thought is- he was team Rob. And then we had him on the podcast and he's like, Talking about with Doug, it was more like backyard football, just kind of winging it, and he liked that. So I, I, I can't figure out where he stood. Okay, so Mold wasn't a like he wasn't he was just so gifted physically, like speed and strength and uh, great hands. But he wasn't like a typical route runner, and so yeah. that that makes sense now. You just said that he wasn't like hey, you know, just dial me up the route tree, you know, and I'll run it. He was just give me the ball in a slant, give me a ball in a go. Um, and he was so physical and strong. So yeah, I could see him pairing with Doug really nice. Just that back backstreet stuff. Um, Eric, receivers just care honestly about receivers, right? They want to get their yards and catches and whoever's getting the ball, they don't care. Um, but yeah, Eric was, he was phenomenal. Can I ask, um, what was it like? Like one of your better games I remember was actually you against the Chargers when it was like yeah. you versus John Flutie, like in 2000. <laughs> like, how was that like that whole lead in for that game? Like, would you did you put like like a ton of pressure on yourself? Like, I I need to kick this guy's ass, <laughs> like for that game. Like, how did you feel going into that game? And like, what do you remember about that game? Because that was a great game. I remember, yeah, that. it was a good game. I was so excited. Uh, to play that game and again we lost because uh, we gave up a long kick I don't know if you remember we gave we took the lead and we gave up a long kick return down to the 10 and Doug ran one in uh but like we had it like it we it, if we could just you know make them drive the whole field I think we'd have won and then we drive back down and we get a field goal blocked um to win it so like <laughs> it's just it, it was kind of like uh it kind of summed up my career in Buffalo like you know, like play well, lose it at the end, lose, you know, left, left the game with a lead and then lose it. Uh, I don't know. It's, 
yeah, that game was uh, back and forth. And again, I, I live an hour from San Diego, so I had a lot of family and friends there. So it always meant a lot playing back in California for me too as well. But yeah, that, that was, I mean, there was a lot of media. I don't think either team was that great. So it wasn't, you know, um, that important, but it was really important to me. Rob, what's life like for you today? Um, we've talked about, you know, the, the hits you took, the concussions. I mean, I, I imagine you're dealing with the aftershock of a lot of that, but you're also helping your dad out and you're also doing dad, dad stuff around the clock. I mean, I can't imagine how you're balancing everything on your plate now. It's awesome. And I, <laughs> I say a little something to Ralph every day for letting me have this opportunity to do this just because – he, uh, he traded for me and, and gave me that amount of money to be able to do all this yeah. stuff. Like if I had to work full time, um, I probably couldn't do all that stuff, but like you guys all work full time and, and probably do a lot of the same stuff. So, I mean, I coach high school, um, which takes up, you know, time during football season, but then it's, it's all kids stuff. I coach right now, five different, uh, youths teams which is oh like i know it's so stupid like i can't i just can't say no um and my kids actually enjoy being around me still so i'm like i gotta eat that up um and then my dad uh he just got put into a home like a month ago so that has taken off a little more you know freed up a little more time which is good but it also sucks you know seeing your pops in a home but um yeah, yeah i mean you just figure it out you just juggle and i mean it, it could be a lot worse yeah. My body's holding up, you know, somewhat. So I'll um, go from there. Man, good, good, good for you. I just, uh, yeah, I can't imagine. Like that has to be tough with your dad. You get, you have such a positive outlook on on life. How do you, how have you kind of managed to get through that um, with your dad's health? And you know, I saw after the fact how your, uh, so your your sister in law is like really big into Beachbody. It's Charlene, yes. what's her name? Shalene. Yeah, everyone Shalene. says Charlene. Shalene. Shalene, yeah. Uh, and Charlene she documents a lot of that too. My mom was showing me. Like, I, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, she's my sister-in-law. And uh, yeah, it's been, they had them full-time for a while, you know, just because their kids are out of the house. Uh, my four kids would have drove him nuts. He would have, <laughs> he'd have probably killed one of them. Um, but how I look at it with my dad, like our family, we haven't had too many like tragedies. Like, yeah you know, like crazy stuff happened. Like, you know, everyone's knock on wood been fairly healthy and lived a good life. And so I look at my dad, like he had 70 some years of an unbelievable life and now it sucks, but like, I don't know, it's, it's the end. I think the end always sucks. <laughs> so um, it's been tough, but like, I just, he, he was so blessed and had, he had an amazing life and he got to work with his two sons. I, I look at it now, like he got to coach with, me and my brother Brett for like 10, 12 years. I'm just thinking back, like, like when I get that age, if I had that opportunity to be with my kids for that long, it, you know, he would hate to be where he's at right now. I know that he wouldn't want to, he would rather us take him out back and, you know, put him away out of his misery, so to speak. Uh, he would not want this. He was such a proud alpha male type. So um, that, that bugs me a little bit, but, uh yeah he had for the most part he had a great life hey rob i have a question about um with when you got put back in before the before the tennessee bills t playoff game 
there's all these rumors that like, and you may have alluded to this earlier and I may have not been on the call, but like, there was rumors like Ralph like made the call, like Mr. Wilson told like Wade Phillips, like you got to put him in. Do you, do you know what went into that? Like that decision at all? And also like, were you kind of like shocked by like, Oh my God, they're putting me, but putting me back in, like in the playoffs, like, like, what did you hear about like what the behind the scenes was when they went from Flutie to you before that playoff game? So Monday morning, Wade calls me after the, Indianapolis game and um, so our offense had been struggling for a while and we put up I think 30 I don't even know how many points we put up we didn't really even play much in the second half Um, and we looked really good right and Indy wasn't laying down because I think they were playing for something Um, anyways uh, they were playing for I remember yeah yeah Um, so it was a legit game and we actually we'd had to play him to go to the Super Bowl if if that Music City wouldn't happen I think Anyways, um, so Wade comes up to me. He goes, Rob, um, you're starting this week. And the first thing I said to him, it's funny you mentioned that. I said, is this your call or is it Ralph's call? And he looked at me and said, it's my call. And I said, let's go. And um, I thought the same thing. Because <laughs> Ralph, uh, Ralph and I always had a great – Mr. Wilson and I had a great relationship. And um, I don't know. I, I really love – I love that man. And I wish – you know, things would have worked out differently in that game, but, uh, you know, that would have been a legit chance to go and, and do something. But, um, yeah, I had the same thoughts. I was like, Hey, wait, is this you or is this uh, Ralph? When he said it was him. Um, I don't know if I believe him, but I was like, let's go. But yeah, it was that, it was that quick Monday morning. So I don't know. Ralph could have been, in, I don't know. Sunday yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things I, I do remember, like, after the fact, like, I think it was when, like, everyone left. Like, once you left and Flutie left, like, it it became, like, kind of known, like, it was Mr. Wilson who made that call. Like, and I even think they did, I, I don't know if you saw this, but, like, NFL Network did, like, a, like, a they, they have that one series. I forgot what it's called. It's like a profile show. Yeah. And they did Doug Flutie. And Wade basically said, like, Oh, that was like he basically threw like it Ralph, Ralph under the bus. Like it was his call, and I. And well, I that think, could be a politician move too, because I wasn't liked as much and thought of as much. So he could have just been like saving his ass. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> it is what it is. We wouldn't have done any like Doug said. We we'd have won if he was starting. Uh, I, I think afterwards. And my comment was, if you if, if you're on special teams, maybe you could have made the tackle. But um, yeah, we had that game. It was a tough game. Our long snapper, Ethan Albright, was warmed up to go in at left tackle because we had that many injuries in that game. It was so bad. Oh my god, so bad. Thank God he didn't have to go in though. That's right. I remember that man. What um. So now that the, the game started here too, and, and oh yeah, you guys want to get to that? <laughs> well, I want to get to that. <laughs> that well, the last one here while we have you, your connection with Josh Allen. Uh, we we hit on a little bit, but let these guys yeah. know. Uh... <laughs> okay, so indirectly, I'm helping Buffalo yeah. because yeah. Jordan Palmer. Well, see, this is bullshit too. Sorry, <laughs> but I don't want to take anything away from the coordinator in Buffalo. Um, What's his name? He's a really good one. What's his name? Um, Dayball, yeah. right? Brian Dayball, right? Is he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, 
um, anyways, Jordan Palmer, who my dad, tra- my dad trained Carson Palmer since he was like nine or 10. He had Jordan the same amount of time, coached him in high school, developed all those guys. Um, anyways, now Jordan's the guy that fixed Josh Allen, which is total bullshit. But Josh just worked his ass off. Jordan puts him through great workouts, right? He's been coached by the best. So, like, Jordan does a great job. But, like, I just hate these quarterbacks. I used to be one of those quarterback guys. Like, we put him through workouts. We fixed little things here and there. But all that shit with the hips, like, that Dak does and all that stuff, like, do you ever see him in a game do that? Or, like, you're throwing off a million different platforms. You're getting hit. Like, basically, just shut up. We put him through workouts. He, Josh Allen worked his ass off. He got better. Um, and, you know, but indirectly we coached up Jordan so he could help Josh, who's now going to lead you guys to a Super Bowl. So that's, that's it. I'll right. take that. I'll take that over my four years there. And you're uh, being humble with your dad, too. I mean, your dad really is the uh, preeminent. I mean, he, he really started the whole trend of these quarterback coaches that we talked to. Yeah, he started, the, Josh, he started, he started the that He started the lead 11. And I, uh, yeah, so he started that whole thing, and um, yeah, him and this guy named Steve Clarkson, whose son is actually on Bosco's high school team out here, which is, I think, top three in the nation always. I don't know if you've heard of modern day and St. John Bosco football. They cheat, they recruit everyone, but Clarkson and my dad were the two guys that, that did it all, did all the pros and, and worked people out like that. Awesome. Yeah, oh, man, I think my timing, I mean, God, we, we had you on here. You have so many stories, but maybe with this game going on, people are like, yeah, I'm just yeah, going to stay dialed in. <laughs> anytime, just hit me up. I'll, and if I'm not like driving up to knots or uh, fishing, yeah. I'll be here, man. Awesome, Rob. Hey, thank, thanks right. so much, man. Always great catching up. Great great seeing you guys. I'm, I can actually see you guys. I don't think you can see me, but. Oh, hey, don't, good, 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 good talk. Hey, we'll do it again. Good talking to you, thank sir. You. Thank, thank you, you, man. Go Bills.